Today on Drawing Near, we begin a new study in God's Holy Word. First Peter is a letter written to Jewish Christians. These men, women, and children were scattered around a broad region because of their faith in the Lord Jesus. In this letter, Peter seeks to instruct and encourage them as they try to live in a world that does not accept them or the Lord Jesus. I invite you to take your Bible and turn to 1 Peter chapter 1 and join me for Chosen. Let's prepare our hearts for this study by going to the Lord in prayer. And our Heavenly Father, we thank you for new beginnings, especially the new beginning we have in Jesus Christ, where through faith in his death, burial, and resurrection, old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. And Father, we thank you for this letter and the opportunity to begin studying this letter. I pray, Father, that you'll help us to develop a kinsmanship with those who received this letter initially, realizing that not all believers are American believers. Not all believers are 21st century believers. We are associated with believers down through history, all those who come before us and all those who come after us. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, because of your grace and mercy in extending salvation and the forgiveness of sin to us through Jesus Christ. We thank you for Jesus' sacrifice, and we thank you for whatever suffering we must endure on behalf of Christ. We know, Father, it is something to be thankful for, because your word tells us so. Now open our eyes, give us wisdom and discernment as we seek to understand your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin our study by reading the first two verses of 1 Peter chapter 1. In verse 1 we read, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Many of the books in our New Testament started out as letters letters to individuals, churches, or groups of individuals. This is a letter, and as you can tell from the first two verses, we are told who this letter is from and who this letter is to. This letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. This is the same Peter that was a disciple of the Lord Jesus during his earthly ministry. He is the one who is known for so many impulsive statements. He is the one to whom Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And he's also the disciple who denied Jesus three times. He is one of two disciples, along with John, who were first to witness the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ by seeing the empty tomb. Paul is often considered to be the apostle to the Gentiles, and Peter is considered to be the apostle to the Jews. And so we need to understand that this letter is written to Jewish Christians, Jewish Christians scattered throughout a Gentile world. In the New King James Version, the translation that I use as I do these studies, Peter uses the phrase pilgrims of the dispersion. What these individuals were were aliens and strangers scattered abroad, dispersed. 
They were in the regions of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. They weren't pilgrims together or aliens together. They were scattered. And we're told in the book of Acts that as these Jewish Christians were scattered, they went everywhere preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. One of the positive benefits of persecution and suffering is oftentimes those individuals who are persecuted for Jesus Christ are emboldened to speak on behalf of Jesus Christ. When people say, why are you here? Why is this happening to you? What's going on? It's an opportunity to share the testimony of Jesus Christ, how he came into this world to save sinners and died on a cross and was resurrected from the dead in order that we might have our sins forgiven and attain eternal life. In verse 2, Peter describes these individuals. They are elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. The words used here are challenging for many, and the way that they're put together and phrased creates even a greater challenge for some. What Peter, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, is saying is that these individuals who have been scattered for the testimony of Jesus Christ are chosen. They're chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. God has chosen these individuals. We're told in the New Testament, God has chosen all believers. We are all elect. God chooses us. We do not choose him. There is none who seeks God, according to Paul in Romans. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. We've turned everyone into our own way. God is not lost. We are lost. He comes seeking to find us. He draws us through the gospel, through the Holy Spirit. He chooses us. He calls us. We are the chosen. and These individuals are the chosen according to the foreknowledge of God. God foreknew them. We are known by God from before the foundations of the world. We are chosen in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world. That's what Peter is saying here. So these individuals who have been cast out and scattered abroad because of the testimony of Jesus Christ are the chosen ones of God. He foreknew them and he knows them. That should give anyone great comfort and encouragement especially those who are suffering for the gospel of Jesus Christ. These individuals were the chosen of God, foreknown by God, and yet the world rejected them. John says the same of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says in John chapter 1 that Jesus was in the world, the world was made through him, and yet the world did not know him. That he came unto his own, the Jewish people, and those who were his own, did not receive him. If the unbelieving world does not receive Jesus Christ, who created them and came to save them, we should not expect the world to accept us, his disciples. A servant is not greater than his Lord. Jesus says, if they hated me, they'll hate you also. First Peter verse 2 tells us also that these chosen ones were chosen by the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. In trusting Jesus Christ as their Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and indwells them, setting them apart to serve the Lord God. They have been sanctified, made holy, separated from sin, 
from the world, chosen by God and separated unto God, sanctified. They have been chosen and sanctified unto obedience to Jesus Christ. We really need to emphasize this. We are not simply saved in order to inherit eternal life. Many today preach exactly that. We were chosen by God the Father, sanctified by the Holy Spirit, unto obedience to Jesus Christ. Every believer is called to obey Jesus Christ. In the Great Commission, we are told that we are to teach new believers to observe all things whatsoever Jesus has commanded us. Jesus has given us instructions and commandments. We are to obey them. The greatest of all of these is to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is to love our neighbor as ourself. Next, Peter says that we are chosen for the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. The sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ is the cleansing work of Jesus in our life. Because he shed his blood on the cross, atoning for our sin, we are sprinkled with the blood of Jesus Christ before God the Father. And that sanctifies us, that cleanses us, that makes us acceptable in God's sight. It's a very important part of the work of the Lord Jesus in our life. We have been cleansed from our sin. Sin no longer has power over us. It no longer has jurisdiction over us. We have been justified through the saving work of Jesus Christ. And then finally, we're told in these opening two verses, grace to you and peace be multiplied. Grace is God's unmerited favor. We do not deserve God's grace. We cannot live good enough. We cannot do anything to deserve what God gives to us. Peace is the absence of turmoil, of turbulence. It is God's desire that we live in his grace and his peace. Now remember, these individuals have been scattered, forced out of their homes, forced out of their hometowns. They have been forced to gather up their family and whatever belongings they could carry and run. And Peter says to these individuals who are suffering for Jesus Christ, grace to you, God's enabling power, God's strengthening grace be to you. And in the midst of all of this turmoil, peace be multiplied to you. In our day and time, we are dealing with a lot of circumstances that are very, very unsettling. We need to understand many believers before us have suffered greatly for the cause of Jesus Christ. We have not yet been driven from our homes. We have not yet been forced to run for our lives. If these individuals could know the grace and peace of Christ in the midst of this dispersion, we need to see and embrace their example to us and be faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ as well. May the Lord help us to live in the knowledge that we are chosen and foreknown by God, we are sanctified by the Holy Spirit set apart, that we are to live our lives obedient to Christ and the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ in the grace of God, knowing his peace that passes understanding. Father, thank you for this letter. I pray that it helps us, challenges us, that regardless of the circumstances of our lives, that we can trust in you, trust in your choosing, sanctifying power, and live lives obedient to Jesus Christ 
as those individuals made righteous through the shedding of his blood. Help us, Father, to grow in the daily knowledge, the moment-by-moment knowledge of your grace, mercy, and peace. We thank you for Jesus Christ and all that we receive through faith in him. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.